It's a table. It has four legs. <laughs> uh, I mean, that is warranted because there are tables that have just one. Maybe those rings movies just came out and you're not glad of Middle Earth. If you feel it, you'll see. Let's take a moment and listen to the IFNC podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a very special bonus pod, whatever this thing is. It's a cod. It's a, a bonus piece of fish. Bonus fish. <laughs> the bonus fish for your mouth hole. E3 2021. Post Backstreet Boys reunion tour. We're here to tell you about all the dirty deets. And That's we're right. not in the same room because we wanted to reminisce of how it was all last year. <laughs> we felt we felt like it was more appropriate to do it now. <laughs> like, remember, it was an emergency. We had to do this. We had to get it out in time. We had to... Make sure that we were getting it on the on the cusp, so you had the freshest feedback mm-hmm. on E three from. There are us some people that probably things. won't read until like the weekend. You know what I mean? Like you're in the middle of a work week, you don't have anything like that. You're listening to podcast wise that maybe is feeding you something like news of this. So we're here to be uh, be your little uh, bug in your ear to kind of give right. you some some news in there. Uh, so let's start off with uh, the conferences. We're going to kind of go in order. We might skip a couple of them because some of them were really not great. Um, <laughs> this whole this whole E3 truly wasn't that great, but uh, there are a couple of highlights in my eyes. Uh, Ubisoft had a few good things. Uh, Bethesda and uh, Xbox now all joint together had a, a lot of good things. Um, Square was pretty poopy. And then, of course, Nintendo Direct was uh, not what anybody wanted, but there were some <laughs> unexpected surprises. Uh, and that's that, the summary. I like it. That's that was like... the brief overview. <laughs> Podcast over. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Um, okay, so Ubisoft Conference kind of kicked off with them showing uh, Rainbow Six Extraction. This is a story spinoff of Rainbow Six Siege's Outbreak game mode. So it's kind of like a zombie-esque game mode that they incorporated into Rainbow Six Siege, which is like a really big uh, 4v4 multiplayer type game. Um, And the extraction is kind of just a story spinoff to that. So they're kind of giving you uh, a way to play uh, a four-player co-op experience, up to four-player co-op experience, going through a whole story campaign, kind of fighting waves of zombies. Um, It's it's Rainbow Six always been... It's always had a story, right? And it's always been like a kind of grounded in reality, I guess. Oh yeah, very much so. They're so, all this is all through uh Rainbow Six is Tom Clancy's property. That's so right. okay. he always has stuff that's kind of semi grounded. It might have some some kind of like a like slight futuristic uh thing that's kind of tied to it, but oh. his stuff is always a little grounded. You know what I mean? Like some of all fears, uh Ghost Recon, Rainbow Six uh splinter cell all those tom clancy properties are all kind of that vein of like a covert operative type of thing i see Um, so is the fact that we're we're diving into zombies or had been diving into zombies is that a little more out there than anything else has been in his realm yeah absolutely he's never done anything writing wise for zombies all of his stuff is very like like i said like very spy-esque but it's more almost like spy-esque in the sense of like it's very steeped in reality of like these are navy seals that are going to go to this island and do this covert mission kind of a thing it's not like james bond kind of spy shit it's like steeped in reality 
Gotcha. Um, but yeah, so the zombie out, like the outbreak thing that was in Rainbow Six Siege is very much, you know, just a, a zombie mode to the existing game. That's of. what I thought. Yeah. So now the, yeah. they're actually creating a biological threat type thing that's like yeah. almost Resident Evil-esque in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in that sense. It's kind of like they took the Rainbow Six world and then gave it kind of a, a, a Resident Evil spin. That's a really good way huh. to put it. Um, originally, this game was titled and slated as Rainbow Six Quarantine oh. um, last year. But <laughs> after the Backstreet Boys reunion tour, they had revamped the game and changed it to Rainbow uh, Six Extraction. This game launches September 16th this year. Um, the next one that they kind of announced and showed off, uh, which I kind of wanted to mention, because, you know, we're we're very musically inclined, is Rocksmith Plus. Uh, it's yeah. slated for a fall 2020 release. It's kind of just a... a Further on, um, add on to that of uh, the current Rocksmith um, that has been out for a while. I think the last Rocksmith iteration was Rocksmith 2014. Okay. Um, yeah, it says uh, 10 years ago was when the last Rocksmith came out. Okay, so the ma- the last one that they had was like a, they had a 2014 one. I um, remember specifically that we sold in stores, but I think that that was just the updated version of the one that came out 10 ah, years ago because gotcha. they kept doing updates. So plus is not as set to me. Uh, it starts off as like a base game and then they have a subscription service that you can kind of enroll into that you, uh, you pay just as a monthly annual fee to kind of give you new songs, new lessons. And it's a way for you to properly learn how to play a guitar or a bass or, you know, huh. any type of uh, an acoustic, whatever it may be that you select to choose to go through. I wonder if and, it actually works, like if it actually holds yeah, it, up. It does. Uh, I know Josh Smith got it and just kind of tried it out for himself to see how it would go. Yeah. To learn, like, you know, better understanding of, like, notes and things of that nature. And uh, it, it does. It, it teaches you, like, fret patterns and stuff like that. You play along with the notes almost in a guitar hero sense. But yeah. you actually play along... Um, with an actual guitar that's that it has an interface that you would plug in to use your own guitars as well. Hmm. So you don't even have to get a controller kind of a thing or anything like that. You're using your own equipment plugged in to either a uh, PC or your Xbox or your PlayStation to learn how to play guitar. And it says that the, the original Rocksmith had an app, like a phone app. Is this similar? Like, will they have a phone app for this? I would assume so. I, I don't remember them saying that specifically, but... It's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I like the idea that they also have the subscription service that'll be coming down the pike with mm-hmm. it as well, um, as opposed to just getting like the big base game. And you can also, I think you can add in your own songs too as well to put into kind of like a, a server service kind of a thing. So if you have something that like you're wanting get to rights? add. Sure. If you want to put a can't get right song out into the Rocksmith verse for people to kind of pick <laughs> up and want to learn how to play along with, they can. That's awesome. Um Another one that they kind of showcased a little bit before E3, and then they kind of dived into it a little bit deeper is Far Cry 6. Um, this one has, uh, I can't think of his, his last name is Esposito, the the villain. He played uh, oh, yeah, the, uh, the, the moth in, yeah. uh, in, uh, in uh, Jean-Luc Picard. Uh-huh. N- no, <laughs> it is not Patrick is Stewart. Jean, is it Jean-Paul? Esposito? Jean-Paul. Is he a Jean-Paul? No, it's like it starts with a G. It's like Gregiano Esposito or something like that. He's the bad guy from uh, Mandalorian. Yeah, I know you're talking about. Okay, he was also in Breaking Bad, I think. 
Yes, yeah. He uh, played. Uh, if he anybody played the main watched that, I had heard that was it was not really that good. It was almost. It's almost as lackluster as this E three. <laughs> Uh, but he's the main villain for Far Cry 6. They released a new story trailer. Kind Giancarlo. Of Giancarlo Esposito? Yep. Okay. I didn't look yeah. it up. That's just the, that's just the facts. But that's it is just starts the with a G, so you're right. Okay. I was I knew it was something there. <laughs> um, it dives in a little deeper on his uh, his character's uh, everything that's kind of what, what sparks him to kind of be the villain of this, this okay. storyline. And then they showcased a season pass, which is really cool to me. That is, uh, you allows you to play through a storyline where you're playing as the main villains from Far Cry uh, 3, 4, and 5. And you actually get to take up the role as playing as the villain and fighting all of the uh, the uh, resistance forces and stuff like that that you would fight in those games. Um, so I thought that was kind of neat. That game's coming out October 7th this year. And then uh, the last couple things that they showed at Ubisoft, they had Mario plus Rabbids Spark of Hope. Sequel to the uh, King to Battle game that came out in 2017. Did you like that um, game? Did you play it? Yeah, at all? yeah, it's really good. I don't know it's, anything uh, about Rabbids, but uh, well, I mean, those are just kind of quirky little add-in characters from uh, from the Rayman universe. Oh, is that where they're from? Yeah, I didn't realize that. Yeah, huh. and uh, but they just kind of had them. They're they're like genetically altered little rabbits that take up the uh the same kind of positioning or whatever as uh like princess peach there's like a princess peach rabbit there's a a donkey kong rabbit and stuff like that and they have like their own unique little abilities and they're kind of helping mario out save um in the original one save the mushroom kingdom Mm. and this one they are going to space uh adds returning characters along with some other ones from the super mario galaxy franchise um so there's like a princess rosalita rosalina uh rabbit as well, and it showcases like a big new villain and stuff too. That one's not coming out until next year, um, but looks pretty cool. If you like that kind of a gameplay, it's very. Uh, I'm trying to think of how to describe it. It plays like the XCOM games. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to kind of think of a good way to to uh, describe how it is. It's kind of semi turn based in a way because you can control where your character goes, almost kind of on like a grid. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of like a grid turn-based combat system in a way. Like, a, um, like stick of truth. No, a stick of truth wasn't on a grid base. No, that, that's just, that's just a straight up fractured RPG. butthole was though. Yes. Yeah. It's more like fractured butthole. So imagine that kind of thing, but with Mario and rabbits and stuff like that. And they have the cool little laser gun care, uh, weapons and stuff that you can get throughout the game and whatnot. And the last one that they kind of showcased is, uh, avatar frontiers of Pandora. Yeah. Uh, so this is kind of like a, I guess, Avatar 1.5 story kind of a stuff. It's what happens in between one and two, getting a full, uh, full release and treatment to PS5 and Xbox X um, coming out next year. I'm not really too super hot <laughs> on the Avatar franchise. So, I mean, I've, I've watched it uh, one or two times. Well, it's a movie game, too. So those are always you got to be careful with movie games. Yeah. I guess so. I, I mean, guess not it's, as it's, much anymore as you used to, but yeah, yeah, definitely not. I mean, it's 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 a big difference nowadays. Um, <laughs> but the is is twenty twenty two when the Avatar two is also coming out? Is that, I believe so. Is that potentially still the slated? So it's going to be the year of Avatar's return. Oh man, <laughs> so you get much. a little 
little bit of game telling you a little what happens in between and, and then a little bit of movie telling you what happens after. <laughs> Pocahontas 2. <laughs> Uh, Gearbox conference, they came out showcasing that Godfall, which was a PS5 exclusive action RPG hack and yes. slash title. I think is I have getting a, a I think getting a downgraded version. <laughs> I saw that. I saw <laughs> it that. did not sell as well as they hoped it did. So <laughs> it's getting a PS4 release on August 10th. <laughs> I think that I've got that coming to my house soon because I got a, uh, I got another month of, uh, of Gamefly for like a buck. Nice. They had like a special going on and I was like. I don't want to pay for this game, but I would like to play it. So yeah, I've heard it's not bad. Honestly, I, I and I, it's just a uh, underperformed. I mean, yeah, I, it can't be underperformed because the PS five didn't sell well because there's no units. It <laughs> right. sold well enough as it could. Um, I think it, just was had... like, it was a little underwhelming based on your other launch titles were miles Morales, yeah. uh, demon souls and all these other big, huge titles. I think there's like ratchet and clank and stuff like that out yeah. now. And you had all of that, and then you had Godfall, which was a new IP that nobody had ever heard right. about. And they were just kind of like, nah, maybe not. I, I know it's Spider-Man. But the world wasn't <laughs> oversaturated with PS5 titles at launch either. Uh, they weren't, so but I mean... They are only six, like six at, to choose at, like, from. I was going to say like six, 60 bucks a pop. Yeah, that's true. Good point. If you're going to be like, I'm going to spend $500 on this console or $400 yeah. on this console, and I'm probably only going to get maybe a game or two yeah. which ones would you want to pick do you yeah. want to pick the one you don't know about it's the or spider-man yeah and this cool game that's basically where dark souls started from <laughs> yeah yeah that's true good point um they also announced a uh tiny tina's wonderland which is a spinoff character from the borderlands franchise she's getting her own game oh i didn't um, know where this character came from i saw the yeah. the title card for it but that's as far as mm-hmm. i dove into that looks really really cool she's a really awesome uh just kind of like spitfire uh character She's just, she's literally is like a really tiny, not little girl. She's just a tiny, tiny woman, like a Thumbelina type situation. No, no. Like she's just really short oh. and she's just like a spitfire kind of a character. Like she's uh, what what is the appropriate word? Uh, she's a little person. No, I don't know. I mean, I guess technically, but she doesn't have those features. I see. I understand. If you know what I mean. Yeah, we won't get too much further into it than that. <laughs> Keeping it PC, we're going to switch over. To, uh, they they also showcased a little behind the scenes look at some of the stuff in the Borderlands movie. We got to see some more stills and things of that nature that we didn't get to uh, Who's see doing before. That? Uh, who is making that movie? Yeah. Oh, I guess it's a movie movie. It's not like it's a Netflix flick or something like that. No, like it's no, it's a legit going to theaters. Anybody yeah. in it that we know? Yeah, a lot of people. Okay. Uh, Jack Black is voicing Claptrap, oh, the, yeah. the robot. I remember uh, this. I think Kevin Hart's in it. Um, Dave Bautista. Uh, Bautista isn't it? Yeah, is and he then, really? Uh, yeah, I think so. I thought I remember. And then uh, what's her face? Uh, from uh, I can't think of her name for the life of me right now. What the fuck, dude? <laughs> <laughs> uh, from I was gonna say from Activia from Halloween. What's her name? Oh, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, she's in it as well. Oh, right on. Yeah. So there's quite a. It's got quite a few people, and there's a lot more too that they yeah. still haven't announced because there's tons of characters in that game. And stuff. Yeah. Um. So that that they showed a little bit more of the behind the scenes of that movie and stuff, kind of the making of. Is that a twenty twenty two release? I don't know. Okay. I, I do that not know say. the specifics of that, and it did not say on there. Gotcha. Uh, the Tiny Tina I did not mention. That is early twenty twenty two when that comes off. So I mean, I guess maybe if it comes out early twenty twenty two as well, the movie they could capitalize on that with having a right. game thing that kind of comes out with it because 
Borderlands 3 came out like a year or two ago now. It does say 2022 on the IMDb currently, so we'll see. Uh, We have next one is the big boy, uh, Xbox and Bethesda Conference. Uh, Kicking off with Starfield. This is Bethesda's first new original IP that they've made in 25 years. They have done nothing but like Fallout, (laughs) Elder Scrolls. Um, all of these other franchises and stuff that they're kind of steeped in that they've had go down. And uh, this is wow. the first time they've got to branch out and have something that's new from their studio. How long ago, you say? And how 25 many? years. That's crazy. I didn't even realize that some of those franchises were that old that they've been yeah. working on. Mm-hmm. So like the original Elder Scrolls games, whenever they released and stuff, that was on PC in like 1996. I remember stuff. that. What was the other one you had said? Uh, Fallout. Fall, Fallout was the one that I was surprised. Was that like so, a, a Fallout PS1 title or something? No, those were PC. Fallout One and Fallout okay. Two were both PC only titles, oh. and those were made by a company called Obsidian Software, which they they have some name? stuff uh, that they've. Uh, we'll, we'll be talking about them here again in a little bit because they have a new game coming out as well. But Obsidian gave the reins to uh, to Bethesda, mm-hmm. and Bethesda made Fallout Three. That was the first one that they made whenever they kind of introduced it. I see. And then they handed it back over to Obsidian. Uh, so it was a Bethesda slash Obsidian joint for Fallout New Vegas, and then straight up Bethesda again for Fallout Four. Um, but kind of they've been doing all of these back and forths with Elder Scrolls and this, and they've had some other other kind of independent stuff that they've worked on with it as well. But this is their very first like new big IP that they've worked on nice. in a long time. So kind of imagine it. It'll be a very Elder Scrolls esque, but you know, kind of in space. Yeah, yeah. Um, that one is uh, has an official release date now. It is November eleventh. Uh, 2022, uh, which is very uh, like them. Skyrim came out uh, on 11-11 as well. Oh. So that that's kind of like their release like date type day. of a thing. They like they like 11-11. Yeah, they're big fans of that. So I guess saying because when Skyrim came out, it was 11-11-11 ah. for 2011. Yes. And so uh, so whenever they came, I guess it was just like one 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 two two. Yeah. I guess they were just like we like numbers that go together. Like we this. like double numbers. Uh, and then they have uh, Stalker 2, newest century in a very classic survival horror franchise. That's a PC game as well. Um, that's coming over to the Xbox. Um, that'll be April 22nd, 2022. Uh, Back for Blood showed some more gameplay and another trailer of that. That is a spiritual successor to the Left for Dead series. That makes sense. Um, so this is kind of where we're, we're going with that. Um, that is coming out uh, in the spooky season, October right. 12th. Spooky boys. Mm-hmm. Um, we got a little trailer uh, for contraband. Not really any too much information from it, other than that we know it's Avalanche's uh, first time, uh, first title that they've got since being acquired by Microsoft. Um, that's the team that brought us uh, Just Cause, and they worked on uh, a few other uh, Tomb Raider projects before back in the day mm-hmm. as well. But Just Cause has been kind of like the bigger property that they've worked on before. Uh, being acquired through Microsoft. Um, This game is a co-op open world game set in the fictional alternate version of the 1970s. Has no release window. It's just kind of a big teaser thing, just showcasing some images, basically. Um, The next thing they showcased was Sea of Thieves, A Pirate's Life. Did you see anything about this? I saw a little bit about it, yeah. Yeah, so this is a new free update DLC pack that's coming out June 22nd. Add-on's going to feature on New characters and storyline to the game featuring Captain Jack Sparrow and Davy Jones from Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. 
um, with the likenesses of uh, said characters from the films as well, too. So I have a a Johnny Depp looking character that's actually thrown into this universe. That's interesting Um, that they would they would still move forward with this since he's kind of a controversial actor these days. Yeah, I don't I, I, I think that uh, this has been being worked on through with Microsoft for a, a while now. They're like, They've we got, don't care. <laughs> We're releasing yeah. this. We put the time in. They're just like, they're like, we, there's enough people that still like him that will <laughs> we'll get people to play this game. Sea of Thieves has been since launch. It was kind of um, it came out in the exact same window when Game Pass first started. As yeah. A concept. So whenever it launched in May, I think two or three years ago now, uh, this this the Sea of Thieves was one of the first games that came out with it. So I was able to experience that game that way. And I played it for a couple weeks, put it down just because it got really boring really fast. It was really fun to kind of mess around and do all this stuff with your friends, uh, play four player co-op, you know, yeah. do the do the drinking thing of the game, sail in the boat, fighting against other people, players and stuff like that. But there was not enough to me to keep it, you know, wanting to come back to it. Is it real grindy? And, like, it's just a lot of... Yeah, like, it's like... It, but the other thing is that it, the stuff wasn't really truly rewarding for it, to me, ah. anyways. Because it was like, grind out and get 10,000 gold coins, so that way you can get a skin for your, like, blunderbust rifle to make it just look gold or a different color. And ah. that's really... that would You would spend hours upon hours upon hours doing that just to get something like that. It was like, there's no new weapons. It's just like the same four or five weapons. And that was it. But you think now it's felt there's not a lot of new weapons that were happening. During I know. The oh, I'm, I'm just saying, I'm not <laughs> expecting something fantastical. Like now I have an automatic rifle, you know, I, I but I meant like, I, I get that just, just at least maybe I like know. different looks to it and stuff like that too. It's like literally it was the exact same look for the gun. It was just painted gold. <laughs> Um, but I, I, since then they have come leaps and bounds as far as it goes, uh, getting new updates to the game. Everything's been free that they've pumped out for it. Wow. too. Um, rare has been working tirelessly on this game and the community for it came back in a big way. Like after it re- launched for like that first year and they put out a couple of DLCs, there's people that play that like constantly on Twitch now, like that's all they play. Wow. So I that's guess cool. there's some kind of like something to it. That's like got a little bit more of longevity to it. That makes me kind of want to try it out, especially since, you know, later this month we're going to be having this DLC. Mm-hmm. Here. I want to be Jack Sparrow. <laughs> That's right. Um, Battlefield 2042 got announced a little bit before E3, and we got a little bit more in a news uh, on that as well. So it's the newest installment of the Battlefield franchise. It has a lot of newer futuristic weapons. Uh, the, the One of the new shticks that kind of is with this game is that it has real-time destructive weather. So you'll have hailstorms, tornadoes, sandstorms, stuff like that, that will interrupt your battles and stuff during the middle of a firefight. And this one introduced a massive, uh, massive new maps for multiplayer that support up to 128 player combat. (laughs) So teams of 64 versus 64. Dang. (laughs) It's nuts to me that that, that's that much. Um, There was a game that came out on PS3. Um, closer toward the beginning of its life that tried something like this. It was called Mag. Okay. Like magazine, but just MAG. But it had some, I want to say it was something like 264 people could play at once. Jeez. But it was like, it was only, the game was one map. It was a really big map, but one map. They would take the 264 people, divide them by two, and it would just be battles of this team versus this team. Yeah. And that was the only thing that they had with it. So that's why they were able to do that because it was just like, the rest of our money is basically going to 
just being able to have the server space <laughs> to yeah. host all of these matches at once. Yeah. Other than that, the game is just, here's your guns, no updates for these guns. Here's your player base and one map. Yeah. Have at it. That no. was it. Yeah. And it, it didn't get a lot of love, but I thought it was really ambitious that a game company actually went that far, but we're getting back to that now. And yeah. it's a game and it's a game franchise. That's really polished. Hmm. Um, that one comes out in October 22nd. October, you'll find out as we go along, is going to be a month that'll make you want to throw up with the amount of stuff that's coming out in it. Isn't that usually the way it is? That October, November, like, yeah. just becomes like real overwhelming. That, that holiday when window gets really, really full, really fast. But as I was going through it, like Nintendo's thing, I'm pretty sure there's like one out of like the the many things that they announced that is coming out in anything other than October. Wow. Um, the next thing is an indie title called 12 Minutes. This has been in the works for several years now, actually. This is the latest game from uh, Annapurna Interactive, the, the company that brought us Flower and Journey. Oh. Uh, what Remains of Edith Finch, Gone Home, Outer Wilds, tons and tons of amazing indie titles. I like this company. Yes. Uh, it's an action slash kind of point and click adventure that sets up a really cool detective story that takes place in a constant 12 minute loop. So you'll basically kind of restart learning things as everything kind of resets itself. And then you'll just have to interact with different things in uh, different ways as those loops kind of come through. Loops are so in. You're, like everybody likes this loop scenario for yeah. games. It's pretty cool. It's very interesting. I might have to try it on this one. I've, I've been kind of like, I don't like loops because I want to progress in the story visually. Yeah. But what's well, so, uh, what's really cool is like I guess your detective is the only one that's aware that this is happening. So uh, you're able to solve the murder eventually of what's going on. But I've seen it like this this 12 minute loop in the trailer like this guy's going up into this apartment to question this person and kind of follow them around as they do some routines within this next 12 minutes kind of learn about where they're at kind of maybe you can find out like oh in their bathroom there's a set of bloody shoes or something like that. And then this timer resets and then you're like okay I'm going to follow this person now to uh, kind of learn more about them. So you're kind of piecing together everything by just doing this loop over and over and over again to kind of figure out your, your murderer or whatever. Yeah. You look really like a, like a cartoon kind of me. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, there's an animation about you. Uh, Is it the blur behind me? I think it's the blur makes you look even more defined and, and animated in a way like, you have you been have you seen those like on Facebook? They'll do that thing where they look like a Pixar character. Like a Pixar character? Yeah. yeah. You kind of are you've got that vibe going on. Uh I can turn that off, I think, no, if you want me to. I like it. No. Don't choose background effects. Don't mess off. this up. Do I still look like it even though it's off? Yeah, I think you're I think it's just the way you look. I like it. I'm just I'm really cute, I guess, right now. <laughs> you're adorable. <laughs> Uh, the next thing is Psychonauts 2. Not too much to talk about here. You know I'm excited for that. Yeah. Uh, sequel to the hit Double Fine Studio classic game that came out several years ago. This is now launching August 25th. Um, super excited for it. It's another one of those. Uh, we briefly talked about this beforehand, before we really started doing the recording, but just so everybody else is aware, out of the 30 titles that they announced at the Xbox Bethesda conference, 27 of them will be available day one if you have game pass so this is one of those titles Ah, as soon as it hits august 25th you'll be able to play it um same thing with like 12 minutes uh obviously the sea of thieves one will be Mm -hmm. as well back for blood starfield is an exclusive as well 
I told Mandy, I was like, I'm super excited that I have this because there's so many $60 titles that I won't have to just buy yeah. for $60. That seems to be the new the new name of the game. Like, I, yeah. I mean, since PlayStation 5 has been out, like how many Sony PS5 titles have they dropped? Like day one is just on on PlayStation Plus now, too. Like, yeah, it's, it's a battle of exclusives at this point, it seems like. It's pretty nutso to me. Yeah. Uh, we got uh, Halo Infinite. What I thought was going to be kind of like the end of the show ended up being uh, right in the middle, actually. Huh. Uh, we sh- it showcased a new small story content, just kind of showing uh, a little bit of uh, some new AI character uh, trying to talk about what happened to Cortana from the end of Halo 5 um, and just kind of leads a little bit more mystery to kind of see what's to be revealed. Um, the multiplayer was shown at, at the conference as well. It looks amazing, uh, really, really, really well polished um, and really well put together. They announced that the multiplayer for Halo Infinite is actually free to play as well. So if you have an Xbox, only have gold, don't want to get Game Pass or purchase just the campaign for the game or anything like that, you will be able to play the multiplayer free. Nice. Uh, this is still slated for holiday 2021. I'm imagining probably just like a November window if I was going to guess about it. Gotcha. Um, again, another day one, since it's a Microsoft exclusive, it's going to be out there day one um, as well. Diablo 2 Resurrected announced a remaster of the classic Diablo 2 game that came out on PC many, many years ago, coming out September 23rd. Uh, this game looks really awesome. And for you, I just recommend checking out the trailer because the music and the way it kind of looks is what sold me on it. It's called Replaced. Replaced. I don't know if you've scrolled on it and saw it. No, it it's has, a it's a it's, it's like a it's at. like a sci-fi slash cyberpunky action platform that's kind of like a Metroidvania in a way. So I it's see. got that two D platformer, um, really stunning, fluid, amazing pixel art, and the soundtrack is phenomenal. From what I've heard so far, just from this trailer, I was just like, oh my god, I just want to <laughs> play this for the soundtrack alone. It's awesome looking. Um, that's slated for next year as well. Um, uh, bringing back uh, Obsidian Entertainments because we mentioned them earlier. Yeah. They announced a sequel to The Outer Worlds. We're getting The Outer Worlds 2. Has no release window um, as of now. Um, plays off. Uh, it's kind of like a space fallout uh, New Vegas type of vibe. It's very heavy on the the dialogue. Um, the combat's very good. It's very nice as well too, but the, the dialogue is kind of where it shines. The uh, every, everything's kind of a little bit more toward the uh, toward the funny side. Whenever these games came out, um, so that one's getting a sequel with no release window. Um, I just kind of want to briefly mention Microsoft Flight Simulator. We're getting a new Microsoft Flight Simulator, and it's getting a Xbox release. This is the first time it'll ever be on a console ever. Oh, any kind of flight sim like so that's this. that's that's what's significant about this. Definitely. Uh, and then the other thing is that uh, at launch, which it comes out July 27th, it is getting Top Gun Maverick content. Yes. So you can fly around your favorite fighter pilot as your favorite fighter pilot boy, Tom Cruise. That's right. I'm, on, I'm, I'm excited to see Tom Cruise in that cockpit. Can you play as Iceman or Goose or... Uh, as Goose. I don't know. Goose is dead, though. So. Oh, rip. Rip in peace. Rip Goose. <laughs> Forza Horizon 5. I'm mentioning it because it's a big game, but I don't care. Vroom, vroom, fast cars. Uh, huge open open world map with the Horizon games. This one's based in Mexico. Comes out November 9th. Next game, Redfall. This one looks fucking phenomenal. This is Arcane Studios' latest game. This is a 
they just got acquired by Microsoft. <laughs> They're buying them all up. They're buying everything. Uh, so do you think so that Arc- they... Arcane Studios is the is the company that brought us uh, the Dishonored franchise, Dishonored One and Two? I see. Um, really, really awesome, amazing first person kind of a uh, Assassin Creedy type game. Um, Redfall is an open world co op shooter that features kind of a multiplayer gameplay. You use uh, different special powers and unique weapons to fight off onslaughts of vampires that have taken over the world in a kind of a zombie-esque fashion. So it's not like they're stupid, just zombies running at you. They're actually just like bloodthirsty vampires that actually yeah. have abilities to teleport. And you'll you'll actually have to do more creative combat with your powers and your weapons and stuff like that to try to combat them. It's not just going to be like shooting hordes of zombies. The um, animation looks really cool on this. It, it looks uh, looks like a an animated movie that I would watch. Yeah. It's it looks really really good. That whole trailer is definitely worth a watch. I think it's like three or four minutes long. Um, that one's slated for summer 2022. And then the last thing that we got uh, after the conference ended was uh, yes, it is really happening. The Xbox Mini fridge. Yes, that's uh, the thing the, I was most excited about. The most and highly anticipated part. It is actually launching holiday 2021. Looks like a uh, Xbox Series S or X. I meant rather. Opens up in the front. I think it has storage for six to nine cans, something to that effect of of, of your flavor, your favorite I think pop. It's six, yeah, because you could do four and four on the shelves, and then two up top. There you no, go. No, that's that. That's eight, nine, ten, maybe ten. I don't know. Could be ten. Who knows? Who knows? Probably we'll find out. Holiday twenty twenty one. Do you when think I, when I buy one and then leave it on my desk? Do you think that they uh, designed the Xbox to look like? A fridge or the like, which came first? I think they designed the Xbox this way purely based on it needed to be bigger and not necessarily boxier like this, but it needed to be bigger as a better casing for the hardware that's inside of it. Yeah. And the way that it's concaved on both the top and the bottom allows for way better venting yes. um, to pull out that because it has all those. Uh, not a coolant system in it, but it Fans. travels out through the yeah those big vents. Yeah. Um. So I think they just kind of found it that way, like slightly aesthetically pleasing. I think it looks nice. I I've always thought it looked nice, really. Um. But yeah, it got a lot of hate at first. Not necessarily hate, but a lot of people making poking fun at it, saying that it looks like it's a like a refrigerator. So then, and then there were, were all like, those me- memes that people were doing. They were just like. All right, let's just do it. And yeah. then they just made a little mini fridge out of it. It's pretty fucking cool. That's how the mini fridge is like exactly the same size as the as the Series X as well too. Is so it really, set them side by side. One has a uh, games and fun times. One has soda and fun times. So maybe it's not a ten can because that would probably be too big. I was thinking it's six. That, uh, if I'm not right. mistaken. Yeah. Um, Square Enix conference. A uh, little lackluster. Some other cool things were announced from it. We got an announcement for. Final Fantasy Pixel Remaster. This is a remaster of the first six games in the franchise. The kind of disappointing thing to me is that it's only going to be coming out on Steam and mobile. Um, So uh, it had no release window. It just said coming soon at the very end of everything. I was hoping that we might be able to get like a nice little bundle or something to buy for like 20, 30 bucks on consoles. Right. But as far as the as far as we know, as far as they show for releases, that it's only on PC and mobile. Um, Babylon's Fall. This is a live service game from Platinum Games, kind of in the same vein as, uh, I guess, Destiny is kind of a live service game now, especially since the the main game is free to play. Oh, um, but I it's, see. It's kind, of, it's kind of like that or Warframe, any of those kind of service games where it's 
free to play, but you pay for a lot of other content to add into it. But Platinum Games is the the same characters that are the same company that makes like the near franchise um, Bayonetta, and it's a uh, kind of in that same vein as like what looks like one of some of the the later near titles where it's kind of a more so like a full on a hack and slash type of a game. Yeah. Um, no release window for that one. Um, the coolest thing to me, the combat looked like it was a little clunky. Um, as of right now, you can tell that it has it. It was meant to have no release window. They just made right. something to show it. But the set pieces and everything that you're kind of going around in, whenever you see the first parts of the uh, of the trailer, and it shows just kind of like the set pieces of the world, it almost looks like it's painted, and it looks really neat. Oh. Um, the character models do not. Uh, they don't. <laughs> they don't have that aesthetic to them. They just look like a stereotypical like. 3d near model but the atmosphere and everything looks really pretty and you can sign um, up to be in the closed beta it looks like nice you can do i'm that. super excited about closed betas <laughs> sounds like a lot of bug finding right probably uh the next thing they showed was marvel's avengers uh black panther dlc we got the black panther war of wakanda expansion yeah it is a free dlc edition uh no release date slated for it yet but they showcased uh some uh, some story trailer for it and stuff Coming looks really August, good. Uh, okay, they've got a they've got a month, but they don't have a date yet. I guess. Cool. Uh, then we got for this. I like the I like the idea of being able to play as Black Panther and being in Wakanda. Uh, I haven't played any of their uh, DLC yet to the expanded parts. I've just been. Playing you did play the actual Avengers game. I'm right? currently playing it. Yeah, I, I kind of cool. pick it up and put it down. It's doesn't. It's not super. It's very guided in the way that so far um so it's just kind of like okay i'm going through the motions it feels like a little bit i got you but it's not bad uh speaking of uh marvel's avengers Mm -hmm. announcement of a new game that was rumored to be worked on from square and also idios montreal who is the company that made marvel's avengers oh uh we've got guardians of the galaxy yeah and this looks fun that's smart it makes sense Mm -hmm. Put you in control of Star-Lord on a new mission with the rest of the crew. Uh, coming out October 26th. This one is actually, uh, as we've seen in the uh, in the uh, the Nintendo Direct later on, is actually coming to all consoles, including the Switch. Oh. So uh, the, it, the Switch did not get the Avengers release. Yes. Um, but, they, right. but they did get the, uh, they are getting Guardians of the Galaxy now. So had a little bit of a downgraded version to be able to, put out for that console. Right. Um, but it still looked like it was uh, fairly polished. I mean, running at 30 frames a second, it didn't look clunky or anything at all on the, on the switch. It looked like it would be just as fun to play. Cool. Uh, and then the last thing, uh, chaos strangers of paradise, <laughs> final fantasy origin. He says chaos a lot in this trailer <laughs> It is a meme that if you watched this trailer or are, are part of anything of the E3 going ons, you know that they've been talking about this a lot. This trailer looks like poopy poopy. <laughs> um, so this is a spinoff game made by Ninja Theory. Um, this company has made quite a few really good games. They played through. Uh, they did a lot of uh, uh, Ninja Gaiden Black games. They did uh, Heavenly Sword. A lot of really cool, well done, polished titles. This one looks like uh, this is shaping up to be a uh, Souls-like game that is that is what is kind of slated as being as an action-adventure hack-and-slash type of game, um, but it's very combat-heavy and like unforgiving in that kind of a sense to where you're fighting specific monsters. They can hit you in like two or three hits like you do in Dark Souls, and if you're not paying enough attention or blocking correctly, then 
you'll be punished by dying. Um, uh, this whole storyline takes place uh, in the original game of Final Fantasy. So the whole premise of the origins is you are playing as uh, some of the main adventurers from the main character of the original game, uh, searching out for Garland, who is the villain uh, of the of the original Final Fantasy game. Okay. So that's kind of where it's meant to kind of tie in with. I don't know if this is meant to be like, this is we're starting over kind of a thing. Like we're going to take all these original games and stuff like that and kind of do them in this kind of a vein. So that way we can breathe totally new life. That'd into be them. interesting. Um, I do have hopes for high hopes for this game because I'm, I'm a sucker for a good souls like game in the first place. And I like a good hack and slash game, especially if it's steeped in final fantasy lore yeah. and that kind of timeline. But this trailer did, zero justice for it it was it looked really stupid have you have you downloaded not a fan like the character looks like he looks like eminem like (laughs) eight mile eminem do you 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 see that at all they like eight he looks like eight mile eminem wearing a black button (laughs) i uh have you downloaded the trial version or has is it actually available it says that there was a Trial version that on the PS... Oh, it's just on PS5. On PlayStation 5, they had a trial version that they had to take down. Oh, they've already taken because it down. They, no, it was up. They had to take it down because it was crazy buggy. Okay. And then they fixed it, and then they put it back up for people to download again. <laughs> well, I'm gonna, I'll probably download it tonight. I didn't realize that it, was, that it was already dropped. If you haven't watched the trailer yet, Shad... I have. Watch the trailer. Okay. Count, I want, we need to go back and watch the trailer and count how many times he <laughs> says chaos because it is an obscene amount. It is fucking <laughs> ridiculous. I'm just like, okay, we get it. You're going to fight chaos. Jesus Christ. Is it, uh, does chaos have chaos blades? And, Probably. Uh, and a chaos castle. And I know that there's a tweet that I, if I found it and read it to you, you it was, it was beautifully written. It was something <laughs> like, uh, it's going to be absolute chaos getting to this chaotic location. <laughs> it used chaos as many times as it did in like the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the next one is Capcom's conference. Uh, this one's uh, a little short and sweet. This one happened yesterday. Uh, Resident Evil Village uh, is officially getting DLC. They're currently in development right now. Game sold well. It wasn't kind of a. It seemed kind of like a no brainer. Uh, there was three DLC that eventually came out for Resident Evil Seven. Hmm. So I kind of figured this was going to end up coming down the pike, just adding on to the story and content and everything that already exists in there. I'm looking forward to it. This is easily one of my favorite games that have come out this year and probably will make it into my tops uh, whenever we get to that at the end of the year. Nice. Um, For sure. It's an amazing game. Uh, Also on the heels of Resident Evil, they showcased a little bit more about Resident Evil Reverse. Um, It is officially launching this July. If you purchase Village again, you can play this title for free. Um, What's this Reverse? Is the, Reverse is the one that's kind of like set up. Um, it's set up kind of like combat wise, like Resident Evil 4, Resident Evil 5, where it's over the shoulder. Yeah. But you play as different heroes and villains from all over the Resident Evil universe. Oh, okay. Fighting each other. It's kind of like a multiplayer game in that sense. Nice. So you'll have like... Uh, one team might have Leon and then Wesker, you know, a villain character, Jack from Resident Evil 7, one of the villain characters, and then Chris Redfield. And then on the other team, you'll have somebody that's Jill Valentine, oh. uh, Claire Redfield and stuff. You know, you're just picking different heroes and different villains and you kind of pit them against each other. And they'll have different weapons and abilities that will be unique to each character. 
Um, the last one, because they showcased a couple other things, the last one that I got most excited about, uh, because I never got a chance to play the first one, is Monster Hunter Stories 2, okay. Wings of Ruin. Now, the first one is, came out on 3DS initially, um, and it eventually came out on mobile. So if I'm going to play the first one, I guess I'm probably going to play it on mobile, oh. unless, I, if I'm, unless I'm going to bust out the old 3DS to Get check it. it out. But this, this one's launching on the Switch this time. Um, it is so typically your monster hunter games are, uh, more open world, semi open world. You're hunting down the monsters and it kind of has a dark souls S combat where you're, uh, fighting on this massive monster and it's kind of like a big boss boss fight type of a thing. And that's kind of like the appeal to it is you're literally hunting monsters. You'll get the monster parts to make new armor for your character, new weapons, things of that nature. This one takes that that world and the and the concept of that game and throws it into a traditional JRPG style gameplay this time. Okay. So I, I to me I was like I, as much as I like the hack and slash to it, I think having like a full on really good story set in this world and having it be turn based combat like this where you're fighting alongside your monsters and you're doing you know unique attacks like you're using your sword and fighting that way and then your monster's helping you out fighting another monster too. Uh-huh. I think that'd be really cool in a yeah. JRPG type setting. That one's actually coming out July 9th, so that was that was a surprise that, that to me that's like, coming out so soon. Yeah. And it just got announced. Um that was Capcom's uh last big one Nintendo Direct conference. This just wrapped up not overtly too long yeah. ago. Um, the first big announcement, Smash Brothers Ultimate, getting a new fighter. Uh, Kayuza, is it Kayuza? Kayuza, I think, from Tekken, is joining the fight yes. as a new Smash fighter. And uh, so we're broadening the horizons even further. We've Are got, we excited about Kayuza? We've got, Do we care we've about Kayuza? We've got, we've got Street Fighter now. We've got Tekken now. We've got uh, fucking every other Nintendo property. <laughs> I think like out of like actual fighting games in this one fighting game, if we got Virtua Fighter in here somehow, I think we would have probably every major fighter from a fighting game in here. <laughs> um, are we excited about Kayuza? He's a really cool character. I think he's really neat. Um, I do like the Tekken franchise a lot. Um, I didn't play the older ones as much as I did um, on PS2. They had the Tekken Tag Tournament. Oh. I really liked that game a lot. Um, and I played it quite a bit at the arcades as well, too. Oh. Um, but it's, uh, they're fun games and stuff. I think he's a really cool addition. Um, I think that they said that once these sets of fighters are done, uh, that are coming out for the rest of the year and the beginning of next year, uh-huh. I think it's done, done at that point in time. I don't think they're going to make another smash for a while, Yeah, I but think I think so. they're going to have, they already have so many fighters now. Now it's now at this point, I think whenever they add him on, it's something like closer to like 80 plus fighters now. Dang. In just the one game, and still and no Sora. So, still no Sora, no Sora yet. No, <laughs> I don't know that. I don't think that'll ever happen. Even, um, I mean, there's still no Gino from uh, from Super Mario RPG either. And I think people have been beckoning for that for just as long as they have Sora. <laughs> um, probably with more. I mean, that was a Nintendo there's property more, yeah, as there's well. More actual they have to... they have a Geno for the Geno fans. They added in a Geno suit that you could put on your Me Fighter. Uh, um, but that that was their that was their their way around it. Meeting I think, in the middle, they kind of did. Yeah, and I don't see them doing just a Sora fighter. If they're going to add Sora, they'll probably just add Sora. Yeah, which would be really cool conceptually because for this fighter, for Kayuza, I think that they have 
an alternate costume changes not how the fighter fights, but they have like different looks. So for Ryu from Street Fighter, yeah. if you do the alternate costumes, I think you can also fight as Ken um, because Ken fights exactly the same in Street Fighter as Ryu does anyways. I they have like the same moves, move set basically. Um, so I think he's an alternate fighter. So I think Kaiuza has Haichi, who is another character from Tekken, as his alternate suit. Be really cool if they added in Sora, then we could get Riku as yes. his alternate suit to fight like kind of the same kind of combat or something. Uh-huh. Maybe the Keyblade just looks different or something and it changes to like Kingdom Hearts one black suit, like Ansem Ooh. Riku or something there like that. You know, like the black suit or something just to do something different. Um, we've got Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania. Oh my gosh. A new Monkey Ball title to celebrate the 20th anniversary coming out October 5th. <laughs> Uh, Mario Party Superstars. This is a new title in the series. It's going to feature all new boards, plus uh, they're bringing back and revamping five classic ones, a few from the Nintendo 64 and some from the GameCube games. Um, and then it's going to have over 100 new unique mini games, and it's going to have online play as well, which is really cool. Dang. This one comes out October 29th. Again, we're getting into that uh, window of everything coming out in October. Yes. Uh, here comes the first big surprise. We got told that Metroid Prime 4 is still currently in development. They have no future, no updates for as of that, as it's standing right now because when it was in development initially and we got that first teaser trailer shortly after that happened, which is now like three or four years ago, that whole game got scrapped. Um, and a new company started working on it and they had to rebuild the game from the ground up, basically. So it's kind of like the game had to re-enter development phase from ground floor. Yeah, that makes sense. Circa, you know, three years ago, they announced the trailer or a little teaser trailer showing that the game was going to be coming out. And everybody was like, cool, it's probably only going to be like a year or two until then. Now it's like four years later, (laughs) still have nothing. But yeah, we're rebuilding a game from scratch. That's kind of what's going to happen. But Metroid 5, technically, is what this is, or uh, the name it's going under is Metroid Dread. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so AKA Metroid five, this is the official sequel to Metroid four, which would be Metroid fusion on the game boy advanced. Um, so, uh, the one that technically, if you go through like, like number wise, we have the original Metroid Metroid two, which was a game boy title, um, which got remastered for the three DS. We had three, which was super Metroid four, which was fusion. And then this is five. Uh, bringing the game back to classic 3D roots or 2D roots. Yeah. This is the first time it's happened in quite a while. Um, coming out September 10th, which is nuts to me that they was the first time we ever heard of this and it's coming out so soon, but it looks amazing to me. I'm a sucker for, uh, for Metroid games. As soon as I saw that it was a 2D Metroid, I, Mandy could attest to this. I had a small, slight freak out about it. I was just like, Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm really excited for a new Metroid. It has some new enemy types that almost look like sentient robot AI type characters. Yeah. Different kind of ways that you have to, it looks like one point in time, Samus goes almost like translucent or something. And then the AI can't see you. So she's going to have some new abilities that are kind of different than what you have to do to kind of hide from some of them. I guess if they're too strong to fight or something at points in time. I like that. It um, looks like it's got like some, some 3d like movies in the middle of like, mm-hmm. it'll cut to that. Or you've got to do like these maneuvers that are in that 3d, you no know, traditional, I guess kind of now. Uh, and then it'll go back into your regular gameplay as 2d. It looks, that looks pretty cool. I think the studio that's behind this is mercury steam. 
Um, it's the same, same studio that's made the last two uh, Metroid titles, the the Metroid Other M, uh, which was kind of a 2.5D game as well, mostly kind of a 3D aspect to it, but had some 2.5D aspect. Um, and then uh, they made the last one that was on the 3DS, which was technically the second Metroid game redone from the classic Game Boy. Ah. Um, so this this is another uh, one of their titles. Um, I, I think it's in good hands. Metroid uh, Mercury Seam used to be kind of a uh, synonymous with uh, not great games, but uh, they have since churned around completely, and they've had some pretty quality titles. I think one that they're really known for was um, back in the 360 and PS3 eras. They're the company that made the uh, the Castlevania games, the Lords of Shadows. Yeah, um, that's kind of like a Castlevania meets uh, God of War esque type of game, you know, yeah. type of combat. Um, so that's, that's kind of the, the roots of where this company comes from. Um, let's see what we got. Oh, another surprise one for me, uh, warrior wear, get it together. I'm a sucker for warrior wear titles. I love them <laughs> to death. Latest installment of the games. Uh, it's a classic mini game series coming to switch. Now it's going to, for the first time ever include two player, oh. uh, coming out September 10th. Lots of new, uh, lots of new mini games. It looks like for it. I'm excited to check that out. Uh, we got a teaser trailer for Shin Megami Tensei 5 coming out November 12th. Shin Megami Tensei, for those that don't know, um, is the franchise that spawned Persona. Oh, so, uh, like it's that's connected Persona. to Persona? Persona is initially is, is a spinoff of Shin Megami Tensei. Huh. Shin Megami Tensei started out first nice. on uh, the PlayStation or the PlayStation 2. And then uh, it escalated from there and they made uh, other games that would eventually... I think the first ones were initially all Japanese only leading up to uh, even whenever they did the first two spinoffs, you couldn't play the other ones stateside for a while. And then Persona 3 came out stateside and it was like the first Persona title that came out and that was on PlayStation 2, I believe. Yeah. Uh, we've got Fatal Frame, Maiden of the Blackwater coming out fall 2021. Uh, just a new sequel to uh, to the Fatal Frame franchise. It's not overly popular here in uh, in the West. But uh, I'm, I'm excited to see one come out. It's been a really long time since I've played a Fatal Frame title, and I really love uh, this kind of like take on traditional Japanese horror using uh, using like a poltergeist spirit camera ah. to take a pictures of the ghosts, and that's kind of what kills them. Um, and it, it's a really cool game. They're they're really uh, really jump scare heavy too, so they're perfect for Shad. <laughs> Uh, this, this was a huge surprise to me too. This is one of the, I, I would say Metroid warrior and this one are my three biggest surprises from, from this conference, uh, advanced wars, uh, one and two reboot camp. So advanced wars is back. This is, this is a franchise that died. Okay. Um, shortly after it came out on the, on the game boy advanced, they had, uh, one that came out on the three DS or the two DS or something like that, I believe. But it's been a while since they've released an actual advanced wars con like actual main game thing. I see. Um, they're rebuilding the series from the ground up completely um, for the switch. It's going to bring the first two games that came out initially on the game boy advance in one single package coming out December 3rd. Um, it looks really good. They completely repolished and refinished some of the animations and everything for it too. So it's not so 
pixely and whatnot anymore, but still the kind of trade traditional yeah. turn-based strategy combat kind it of like a real-time strategy game. Yeah, very clean. I, I as far as like real-time strategy games go, um, there's not a ton that I really get into. So like, um, I've I've never been a huge fan of Age of Empires and stuff, and I know I might mm-hmm. get some flack for that because I know there's tons of people that love not those games. Not for me, but, but <laughs> there are there are a small handful of games that are like that. Like I really got into Warcraft two and Warcraft three whenever those came out. You know, before World of Warcraft was a thing. Yeah, that was it was used to be a real time strategy uh, format. Um, this game. I played the ever living shit out of. I adore uh, Advanced Wars, and I, I think it's really a good title for people to get into real time strategy games. If you've never really been a fan of them or never tried one out, this is the perfect game to try for that because it's got it's got a really um, easy learning curve, and it'll get steep, you know, pretty quick because you'll learn pretty fast, honestly. But it introduces the mechanics, you know, from the ground level, super basic. So that way you can really get into it mm-hmm. and uh, you can do the combat in all kinds of different ways. It's really, really unique and neat. Um, Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity has a expansion pass is coming out. The first one comes out June 18th. So just a couple of days away. Um, and then the next big DLC that they showcase for it and update for the game will come out this November. So they're going to be. Keep on adding on to that game, giving more and more longevity to it, adding more to new characters, things of that nature. Um, they announced the Legend of Zelda Game and Watch. <laughs> yeah. So this is uh, this is what they're doing for the 35th anniversary. Uh, a <laughs> lot of people. <laughs> uh, basically, I mean, I mean, guess not. Not all you're getting because we do have um, uh, Sk- Skyward Sword HD. Coming oh out yeah, that's true. I forgot this about July. That. Yeah. Um, which I guess. Yeah, leading into um, what we'll talk about here in a minute with uh, Breath of the Wild stuff, it kind of, to me, has some significance as to why Skyward Sword is getting the HD release now, uh-huh. leading into Breath of the Wild. But um, first, we'll talk about this. Uh, the 35th anniversary, a lot of people were kind of anticipating maybe like a, an anniversary package, kind of like what they did with Mario, how yes. they had Mario 64, Sunshine. That people were thinking, like, maybe we'll get... Uh, you know, Ocarina of Time or Majora's Mask yeah. with uh, with Twilight Sword and something else, you know, bundled together. But yes. this is what we're going with. It's a Game & Watch. <laughs> uh, this Game & Watch. <laughs> it's not really what we hoped. Uh, but not, we're going to get it not, anyways. Not at all. But Do people cool like Game & Watches? Do they actually sell well? Uh, sure. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> They're... They're unique. They're quirky. I never owned a game and watched when I was a kid growing up or anything like that at all. Right. I remember seeing them. Um, it, it was basically it's Nintendo's version of uh, you remember the old Tiger machines that you were to play like football on and shit. They're like the battery operated little things that had like the like yeah. little things. It, it's basically Nintendo's version of that, but they would have unique games for Mister Game and Watch to kind of play and do. But it's uh. just Nintendo made a version of that in like the eighties that was. That was the Game and Watch, <laughs> and the whole point of it is that it was a Game and Watch because you could actually just turn the thing on and it would have a watch or a timer on it that would have like Mister Game and Watch keeping time for you. Oh, that's the whole concept. That's the of why watch it is. part. I thought it was like yeah. you could watch somebody play the game or you could play no. the game yourself. Like it had like no. a, a run through. No, no, it's it's just that. Um, so this Game and Watch is actually going to include the entirety of the original Legend of Zelda on it from NES. Yes. Uh, Zelda 2, um, Adventures of Link, mm-hmm. 
it will also have Link's Awakening from the original Game Boy on there as well, alongside a classic Game & Watch game called Vermin that will feature Link playing the game this time, um, like a model of Link instead of Mr. Game & Watch. And then it also, keeping up with the classics, uh, it will have a digital clock and timer alongside with in it, inside okay. of it. Um, that, that is interactive too. So it has a clock, and if you wanted to pick up the clock, you could play like a little mini game of the original Zelda on it while you're keeping time, I guess. <laughs> this comes out December 11th, if you're interested. I think that's a cool little novelty thing. Yeah, for Christmas, um, it's a great Christmas gift. Yeah, I would consider maybe stocking stuffer if your stocking stuffers cost like 50, 60 bucks. Ooh, yeah. Because <laughs> I'm sure that's probably what it'll be. Right. Uh, and then the last big thing, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild sequel, um, Breath of the Wild 2, whatever you want to call it, the game still does not have an official name. I want to call we it Breath of the Wild 2. We're allowed to call it that on this okay. show, at least. Uh, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild 2 got a new trailer showcase that we are going to be taking to the skies this time in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're not just land-based uh, anymore. We're going to have some sky, uh, sky-based combat, sky islands, and he things got like that wings. to explore. Like uh, I guess you know, not really wings. No. I guess uh, he he's using the 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 glider, but yeah. really high up somehow. Yes, I don't know what kind of ability you get. Um, so we're going to be visit, visiting some uh, new and old classic areas from Hyrule that you would have from Breath of the Wild, adding in a bunch of new areas as well, um, and then all of the sky spaces. What I'm saying before with Skyward Sword is that um, that game is the origin point for for everything that is Legend of Zelda. If you play through Skyward Sword, that is where the story starts, basically. I see. So there is no Ganon at that point in time. You learn who, like, what the ultimate evil is. Its name is Demise. Yeah. And Demise basically absorbs into the body of Ganon, and that's what he is. It's That's why Ganon becomes such an evil, powerful wizard, is because he is the embodiment of, or humanoid, or Gerudo embodiment of Demise now that walks the earth. I see. Um, and then Link and Zelda are the heroes and princess of the original series, you know, kind of brought back down time after time, generation after generation. Um, so what I'm saying is the whole point of this is, um, the islands that were up in the sky come crashing down to Hyrule to make up land masses that would eventually become central pieces that you would know in Hyrule. So I'm guessing what you're seeing up in the sky in this trailer, maybe this has ties to Skyward Sword, as in uh, these are some remnants of ruins of what used to be part of Skyloft and I other see. areas from that game. So maybe you have this is like you're literally like as this link from the original Breath of the Wild learning how it all began. Yeah. Kind of a thing. And whenever you watch the trailer, there's some kind of back and forth that shows Link that has like almost looks like he's wearing like Greek outfit. He's like wearing like moccasins kind of a thing huh. um, with the belts and stuff and like not as much clothing and has like a, the green tunic on, but it's just like a sleeve and he's flying and he has much longer hair. So I'm wondering if this game might have some kind of like a time travel element or something to the effect of like uh, just flashbacks, yeah. you know, to like, real origin story stuff, or if there's like a big time gap or something that happens that links aged or something eventually later on. I'm not really sure how it goes. I mean, this leads more to just asking more questions than to giving us any answers for anything really. But I just thought it was kind of cool. I just like that. He can like phase through the mountain as he's climbing up it. 
Yeah, that's a really weird ability. <laughs> <laughs> like literally like climbs up and then you're just like, nah, I'm done. I'm going to just teleport now. Yes. Lazy, l- the lazy man's Breath of the Wild. <laughs> I like uh, it. So I mean, it's, it's good. aiming for a 2022 release now. Um, I guess keyword that they aiming. said was aiming for. <laughs> um, not saying that it is coming out because we were told that all this this whole time that it was slit, like it was a this is a holiday 2021 release this whole time leading up to that from that first trailer yeah. is what it said. And then now we've had to push it back. Um, like again, you know, like I said, with a lot of these and with the reason why maybe this E3 is still a little lackluster is that we're still coming off the curtails of, of the Backstreet Boys reunion yeah. tour. So times are still a little tough. People are trying to get back to normal. And I would assume that next year's E3 will probably be even bigger and better. We'll be in person probably yeah. at that point in time at the actual like LA facility instead of doing everything all digital. Um, so I'm, I'm excited to see where things go with this. Um, oh, I forgot to mention uh, Elden Ring got a big reveal um, a few days before E3 actually had a big new gameplay trailer. We got a release date coming out in January 2022. Um, nice. Looks really, 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 really awesome. I'm excited for that game a lot too. Um, is there anything that really stood out to you out of all of these? That's probably like maybe more so your highlight. Um, um, no, I think that kind of hits a couple of things that hits everything uh, that I was really thinking of. Except for you didn't mention uh, what CNN rated as the best gaming hardware. Uh, oh shit! Out I'm of sorry. Three, uh, which is Arcade One Up, is doing the Affinity Game Table. Oh yeah, which actually looks really cool. I was being kind of stupid, but also yeah, it's a like it's a it's a table uh, and it has legs on it, and it's available in 24 inch and 32 <laughs> inch, and it has what? It's a table and it has legs. On it. <laughs> it's a table it has four legs. <laughs> uh, I mean, that is warranted because there are tables that have just one. Yeah. What if you had? Yeah, exactly. And it actually, if I'm being honest, it doesn't have four legs. It has like two U-shaped things on the bottom of it. So <laughs> you it liar. <laughs> liar. Uh, but it, it, I was really looking forward to buying my affinity with four legs, not two U's. It has, uh, it's, it has all these like family games like built into it. So it's like, yeah. It's a, a TV screen that has like the touchpad to roll the dice and everything for Monopoly and oh that's pretty cool. and checkers and sorry and connect for a battleship and Scrabble and it's just you can choose all your games on there and uh, there's like what what it say it was uh, thirty games out of the box but there's a bunch of like additional ones that you can buy to put on there as well has Wi-Fi in t- in it and everything uh, leave it to CNN to bring up something that's cool that was. Highly un- unanticipated. Yeah. I know they showcased a little bit more from, uh, and I didn't talk about it, uh, Atari's console ah. that they have coming out. Oh. The, the, the new one that is the remastered version of the 2600. Cool. Um, and it's completely redone, repolished. They've been working on it for years yeah. now. But it's slated to come out, I think, either July or August. And they had it there for people to demo and stuff. Cool. And I've heard some good things about it. It has every single game that you could ever get from the Atari uh, catalog all built into it. Um, plus the ability to put some other stuff into it, I believe as well. And you have the options to do uh, like a regular classic pad with just uh-huh. the joystick yeah. and the one button. Um, I think it comes with like two of those and it comes with uh, two other ones that are like, looked almost like Genesis pads. Like it has yeah. uh, three buttons here and then the, a D pad to do the game with that way instead okay. if you wanted to. Um, but it looks like super polished. I think they only want like 150 or 200 for the whole thing. That's pretty good. It's definitely definitely worth the 
worth the buy, at least just for the aesthetic of the thing. They have one that is uh, really sleek and almost like really polished, futuristic looking. And they have one that actually has like the, the brown bottom uh, and everything. The, the wood grain nice. to it. It almost looks like a like an old uh, station wagon with the wood. Yes, grain. it's a woody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but is, yeah, uh, I think. Does PlayStation have they already done their stuff or is, is theirs taking that place is, after? That's that's after. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah, they're what I waiting thought. until after. So so nothing from that yet. I'm sure we'll talk about that in at least a regular episode, for if sure. not doing a quick little bonus that'll probably be pretty short. But yeah. Um that's all for E three as far as I'm concerned. Absolutely. Do you have a, a top pick from this of any of the ones that you're um, looking forward to the most, maybe? Let's see. Uh what was coming out of Square? It was, it'd probably be something out of Square, I would say. Uh, You've got the, uh, Pixel Remaster, Babylon's Fall, uh, Black Panther, Guardians of the Galaxy, and then the Final Fantasy Origins. Yeah. Oh, gosh. I don't know, because that seems like such a weak choice anyways. But like, uh, I'm like I'm going to go download the Origins preview right now. Like That's what I'm going to go do. So I'm kind of excited sure. about that. Uh, but I'm with you. Like it, It's so wonky that you just don't know what to what the pickup on that is. Uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy thing looks cool. I probably won't pick it up day one or anything, but I'm excited for the people that that's made for. Like that, I think that'll be yeah. a real, a real fun treat. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, like I said, I'm I'm really underwhelmed, or I'm not even under, just whelmed. Uh, You're about, just really whelmed. I'm whelmed on the whole conference because it's just uh, wasn't anything. I guess new. I'm I'm probably more excited. I guess for what PlayStation has to say on their sure. side of things. Um, if I was an Xbox boy, I think I would, there's a lot of stuff I could be excited about. Cause oh, yeah. it seems like they are, they're swimming in it. Uh, like you said, they yeah. kind of win. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely excited for what's coming down the pike with, uh, with Starfield. It looks really good. Um, I'm a sucker for Bethesda stuff anyways. Obviously Halo is a big get for me. Um, as far as like the indie side of things, 12 minutes and replace easily, you know, top picks for that. Redfall looks super interesting. Um, Square, I'll definitely want to check out Final Fantasy Origins, but I'm I'm not sold on it yet. Right. Um, and obviously, since I don't have a PS5 yet, I can't check out the demo. So we'll have to hear back from you um, next time we record to kind of see what you felt about it. For sure. Um, and then as far as like Nintendo stuff goes, I already mentioned you know Metroid Dread, the new WarioWare, and Advanced Wars. I'm I'm definitely looking forward to. I'll probably pick up Skyward Sword HD, but I yeah. mean, I've already played through the game, so I'm not really anticipating anything super crazy there. Um, but I was surprised yeah. that they didn't that Nintendo didn't have. Oh, I guess it's not necessarily a Nintendo thing, uh, but they didn't have any more to give us on the the Pokemon side of things. Like, yeah, I, well, I think I think since they had that uh, that direct mini that was like 20, 30 minutes long, and it was like a Pokemon. month or so ago. Yeah, it was all Pokemon. So I think that that's kind of where they got that out of their system. So they were like, we probably shouldn't mention any more about that Pokemon Arceus or or the the Diamond and Pearl remakes and yes. stuff. But we already know that they're coming out. Uh, I think it's December and like February or March. Like they're not too far away. Yeah, they're real close. Either. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I don't think I ever played Diamond or Pearl. So that'll be my first dip in. That was like, that was the generation... Yeah where I first kind of fell out of it for yeah. a little bit. So I never got to experience this to be my first dip into that. Um, so I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to that. Yeah. And then the other one is basically like Pokemon mixed with fucking breath of the wild. So yes. I'm definitely stoked for that. Yeah. It looks, uh, I, looks really good. My biggest thing though, is this infinity game table uh, goes on sale <laughs> July 17th. Our pre-orders uh, we'll see. They haven't released how much it is, but 
uh you know that's that's my that's my jam i'm i'm into it that's your bacon jam <laughs> and i feel new bonus pod Yeah! <laughs> I liked that.